character comes out in times of adversity. It does. Either when it's there or it's not there. Character flaws or character traits come out. What do you do if the motive's not there? Welcome to the Consultant on the Coach podcast, a podcast for Christian leaders wanting to improve their personal and professional life. Josh and I are your, are your host. He's the consultant. I'm the executive growth coach, and we have over 40 years of experience. Whew. You're getting old. I'm sorry. Yeah, I made kidding. the comment. 39 last... years of experience for me, one year for you. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. Not I'm, really. I'm sorry. I made the comment last week about your receding hairline. Okay. Well, but yeah. Mm-hmm. You won't. You have not made fat jokes oh. about me yet. So. Well, I'll wait for this episode. This is the day now. You opened up that whole can of worms. I know I did. But hey, <laughs> this is part two on Dr. Henry Cloud's brand new book, Trust. Now, if you don't know Dr. Henry Cloud, uh, he has over 20 best selling books. It literally sold millions, New York Times bestsellers. Um, he's You might know him from the book Boundaries. Uh, one of my favorite books that he's written is Necessary Endings. Really has helped uh, aspects of uh, how I've led in business. And he also runs a company called Growth Skills with Dr. Townsend. And they have a great, great business workshop called Ultimate Leadership. So if you are an aspiring leader and just kind of feel stuck it's, it's expensive, but drop the $3,000, go out to California for a week, and literally get taught by Dr. Cloud and Townsend on how to grow uh, your leadership in business. I've sent, I think, at least four employees from my work down there, and it has just been at least tenfold. So, But hey, today is the business application for the book, Trust. So Josh, what is your uh, devotion today for Trust? Sure. Uh, again, we, we've got great uh, scripture references throughout this book. Second um, Peter two, or second, excuse me, Second Peter one five through nine, um, which he uses to talk about issues of character. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness, goodness with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with endurance, endurance with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they will keep you from being useless or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. The person who lacks these things is blind and short-sighted and has forgotten the cleansing from his past sins. And as we'll talk about, you know, the issues of character, but I think especially in business, we should certainly expect more from our relationships, expect more from ourselves and from others um, than just honesty and ethical behavior. Like those things are great, but trust is not just based on will you tell me the truth, which is attempts. That's an aspect of trust. And as Dr. Cloud says, that's one of five aspects of trust. But it's, yeah, there's many other aspects to the character element, you know, as we just talked about between self-control and endurance and godliness and love and all these other things mm-hmm. so, so character even in itself is a fairly complex topic you should be thoughtful about so so this is the business aspect of dr cloud's trust and we're not going to do a book review that was last week's podcast mm-hmm. if you missed it go mm-hmm. ahead and listen to it and we just kind of we summarize the book very very quickly what the book is all about so there if there is broken trust if we want to move on in business, so think of an employee that you have or a client or even customer for that matter, and trust has been broken. To first, before you can fix it, you have to heal from it. And Dr. Cloud says the five components to healing broken trust are understanding, motive, ability, character, and track record. You need all five of those to heal from broken trust. So, 
you started to get into, in terms of motive, you were talking about product market fit. So mm-hmm. let's say there's broken trust mm-hmm. for whatever widget one's selling. Mm-hmm. How do you heal if, you know, if the motive's not there? Or how do you heal as, you know, I've ta- heard you talk several times. You jump into a meeting of high-end investors and not everyone on the leadership team is on the same page. <laughs> what You laugh because it's so common. What do you do if the motive's not there? Well, let me say, here's the good news. Let's start with the good news. Okay. Okay. The good news is um, if you are missing one of these five elements, mm-hmm. the good news is you have four out of five. Mm-hmm. You have 80%. So you're actually a lot closer to trust than you might think, right? So I think that's the good news, at least for people like me who tend to be fairly trust or no trust, mm-hmm. all in, all out, you know, all, you know, in that struggle. That's a struggle for me. But which we'll talk about, I'm sure, either today or in the life application one. But nonetheless, um, the nice thing is if you can pinpoint what the problem is of those five elements mm-hmm. and you can address that one thing, you actually are much closer to trust than you think you are. Absolutely. So that's really good news. Um, but then I think the hard part is obviously you have to consider from those five things, you know, do we have as a team, a group, you know, or as a leadership group, do we have a shared understanding? You know, that's that's number one. Um, sometimes, and I would say amongst understanding, I'm thinking with my business hat on. I'm thinking this is the mission of the organization. Do we yeah. have the understanding of where the organization's going? Or yeah, and, that, and that's or the, usually, or the main purpose. Yeah, when I'm working with executive teams, that's usually not the issue. Usually, well, they, they should be have the same mission. Yeah, they, they, and and even if they do, sometimes they might have the same one, but then they they, they need. Actually, that's not true. The time when that's uh, different is when typically either a couple things will happen on that front. Either the CEO or the board realizes something different needs to happen, mm-hmm. and they need to bring everyone else along on a new view of like a new vision, and or you have a really ambitious young, uh, younger C-suite executive mm-hmm. who believes they want to influence upward for the organization to change because the CEO is maybe stuck in an old vision or the board is stuck. So there's there's a couple of things that happen there. Um, and that, and that's there's a couple directions that influence of understanding, but that's mm-hmm. kind of an example. So of let's pick, let's pick on that young CEO because yeah. you would help as a consultant. I yeah. with that young CEO, I would help in terms of character coaching with them. I would assume that if there is a young CEO, the ability, the third part of trust is ability. He would he or she would not be there without an amazing amount of ability. So let's just assume the CEO has the ability. Yeah, probably ability there. They have the motive mm-hmm. and they have the understanding. But my guess is with that really young CEO, they might not have the track record. And this is why the board kind of tries to put the brakes on. Well, hold on there. Okay. So motive, something to, don't, don't, don't gloss over motive. So I've been in organizations where um, a CEO knows to be sustainable in the market, they need to have a more innovative approach to their products, mm-hmm. right? They need to have something that's more forward thinking, more uh, thoughtful, um, more progressive, but they have set up their um, compensation structure Ooh, such yeah. mm-hmm. that their executive team does not have any incentive. Like even mm-hmm. if even if philosophically they might have an incentive, but financially, when the rubber meets the road, the financial incentive is that they want to keep the things current as is as they are, right? And so one of the things to not be surprised. Sometimes a lot of organizations I've seen this time and again is they their compensations. You know, I was working in a payer group one time right and all of their um health insurers all their executive uh, compensation was built around 
the annual goals that were closely tied to the status quo of the very mm-hmm. core products of the organization. So the executives had absolutely no incentive to invest in new innovative ideas. So they would kill them the second they you know because sort of the got life. They, there. Yeah, they'd yeah. kill them you know on, on on the spot. Another organization I was in, they wanted to. We were doing this. It was a big it was a private equity firm. They bought up this portfolio of companies. I was helping with the merger of these companies. They wanted to have this really great SaaS model, software as a service, which is much more profitable, mm-hmm. right? All this stuff. Well, tough when all of your contracts are based on bodies plus a margin, right? Mm-hmm. You don't so have the, any incentive to so invest mo- in yeah, software because there. you get all your money. Mm-hmm. So why would you remove bodies from a contract you get mm-hmm. paid bodies plus margin on? So you have to. So don't on, you don't want to gloss over motive. It's very complex. Yeah. Actually. yeah, and this is why there's five yeah. components yeah. to healing from broken trust. You have to have the understanding. You have to have the motive, mm-hmm. like you talked about. There's got to be the ability, mm-hmm. character, mm-hmm. and track record. You yeah. have to have all five. And so yes, even let's say there is one that's missing. Take one of those five mm-hmm. from someone, a company that you're consulting with. What do you do? Yeah. It depends on what the issue is. Right. I mean, all, all of them are different. That's why you hire a consultant. <laughs> Correct. If it were simple to fix, you well, wouldn't. Well, let's, let's, pick on, uh, let's pick on understanding. You come yeah. in and the understanding is not, not the same across the board. What do you do? Yeah. Well, I think this is where um, there's a level of understanding around what the organization is about, what's the mission, what's the vision, what's the values. Mm-hmm. How well is that understood all the way down to the frontline level, right? So where is the disconnect happening in the understanding. I'll tell you the best organization I've seen about this. One time I was doing an assessment from a um, <clears throat> from a quality perspective, um, quality and strategy. And anyhow, we went in and it was a healthcare organization, large healthcare system. It's actually grown quite a bit even more as I did this 15 years ago. Um, and even then they had this sense of mission, vision, values, and, and like tying it to everyone's job. And they actually had it all the way down to um, everyone had a badge. So in healthcare, you have a mm-hmm. lot of badges. It's a security thing. It's a, it's a regulation thing. But anyhow, everyone has a badge. And on the back of the badge, everyone's badge, they had actually gotten all the way down to the frontline staff that they could tell you on the back of the badge, the mission of the organization, vision, values, and what their work tasks, how they tied to those things. And so we could stop anyone, literally anyone, mm-hmm. and, they, and we did this to see what would happen. And you could ask anyone, you know, tell us, tell us, you know, the mission of the organization, how your job supports it, basically. And they either would tell us because they knew, or even if they didn't know off the top of their head and memorize it, they would just pull up their badge, turn it over. And they'd been trained, obviously. Yeah. They knew we were coming. <laughs> um, but they would tell us. They'd go, oh, yep, I'm blah, 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 blah. My job is to be the front desk clerk for this department, you know, and our mission is this and our strategy is this. And my job helps with those things. Da, da, da. I mean, it was so impressive. on in terms of trust within the organization, there was a mutual level of understanding. Like Dr. Cloud says, very first is the understanding. The understanding was there. They all understood their mission. Yeah, they understood the, the broader mission and how they okay. contributed to it on a daily basis. That's that's the gold standard. I'm going to jump down to ability. And I, I, I made this very, very similar in Lencioni's book, The Advantage. Key team members or key employees, he would say, have to be humble, hungry, and smart. And I've noticed that you have to have all 
four, three of those with all stars. And I think of the term smart is very similar to ability. And, you know, in the last episode, we were talking about, well, what do you do with a baseball player that's not coordinated? Well, they would not have the ability. But as we know, in a lot of our organizations, you have to have the ability or smarts to perform whatever task that you're hiring that employee for, you know, male, female, whatever it is. If, if, you, if you need someone in accounting, they need to know, have really good math and discipline. Um, in sales, they've got to be able to go out and talk to people. They've got to be able to cold call. In leadership, they've got to be able to galvanize people and lead people in the direction they want to go. This is the ability. So if you're going to say, hey, we need to repair trust, there's got to be ability, especially in the business realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. number of times I've said, oh, hire so-and-so from my church. He's a great guy. I'm like, yeah, but he might or she might not have the ability to do whatever task that you ask them to. Right. No, it's it's it's... It's certainly, you know, it's, I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with people, even quietly, not formally interviewing them, but I have definitely had in mind, oh, I wonder if this person could help me with something, Mm -hmm. but I don't tell them that. I just ask them some questions about it and listen to what they say. And then pretty quickly I realize, oh, that's a bummer. They don't have the ability to help me with that. (laughs) Yeah. So if there's broken trust, you got to have understanding, motive, ability. Now, the fourth one of these is character. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to bait you with this question. Yeah. You can, you know, what is good character in business? What does that look like? I have an idea. I'll give you my idea if you don't want to go first. But in terms of character, what do you do if there's been broken trust in, inside the business? What does character look like? Um, are you saying what does character look like once it's been broken? Or what does character look like when uh, you're uh, I'm, When I say character in business, yeah. I'm talking about honesty. I'm talking about transparency. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about responsibility, high morals, uh, specific traits needed for a particular role. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Because, yeah. you know, and it, this is a book about trust. Tr- let's say character trust has been broken. Yeah. What do we do? Because we're talking about repairing it. Well, so, I, so this is where my answer differentiates where I asked the question was, I think there's character comes out in times of adversity. Mm-hmm. It does. Either way, it's there or it's not there, right? Character flaws or character traits come out. And the reason I was asking before or after is because it's somewhat hard to assess the entirety of someone's character until it's been broken, mm-hmm. right? Because because when it's broken, it's almost that's the test. That's actually a test, there, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't the break. The breaking isn't always even the reflection of the character, however it might be, depending on how it was broken. But how someone goes about their business of reconciling that trust tells you a lot about their character in it and of itself, right? So I think to your point, I agree with everything you said around character. I think First Peter or Second Peter 1, mm-hmm. the scripture for today, tells us a lot about the different characteristic traits, the discipline, right? Working hard, right? Loving and caring for those around them. Those mm-hmm. are all character traits. But I also think as part of that, um, those are all character traits you look for just to figure out who to trust. But then when it's been broken, you also want to look for someone's willingness to repent right own so, it yeah own it right what's their role in it um and, and even if they weren't the direct offender i think many times in business relationships they're so complex it's actually healthier when everyone owns their role in it very rarely is it the single bad guy right who did it it's usually everyone has a role mm-hmm. right even if they contributed to the environment in which it was possible um and so the willingness to own it the willingness to self-reflect the willingness to operate differently, the willingness to adhere to transparent boundaries, new ones, 
that sort of help them stay within those proper and like all of that to me it tells me a lot about someone's character now typically i mean we do have those high manipulators and mm-hmm. i think if in a closed room they would admit with the coach that hey i don't have good character but i think a lot of people truly have mean you heard somebody, have you ever had somebody admit that to you oh yeah really i have interesting several times it's amazing because in a coaching relationship we're bound by secrecy so right. I, what i tell people unless you're breaking the law and i have to do it you can say whatever you want to in a coaching relationship so i've had people say yeah i have a really lousy character and it's typically a different verbiage in that really fascinating okay we're, they, don't we're, use, they don't use those words then uh, I don't want to get, they would say even worse, worse. They would say, I have lousy character with some, you know, profanities involved. Oh, okay. I've heard that several times. Once you get a very open relationship. Interesting. But where I'm going in regards to character, people mean to do the right thing. I, for the most part, I truly mean, I think, and I'll, I'll give you a really safe example. Um, I've hired several leaders and they truly mean to do well. And this is going to get into the fifth thing in terms of character and track record. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to show up for that meeting. Or they continue to be absent because disciplines in their life don't coincide with their aspirational character. And they haven't learned how to own their mistakes. And so what I've found with leaders, especially in business, Hmm. is if leaders have not been taught how to own their mistakes, they're going to continue to have a bad track record. And this is all the more reason... To have a coach in a safe thing where you can say, hey, Eric, I blew it again. I royally messed up. You need a safe place to do that so you can improve the track record. And what we have sometimes in organizations, and especially churches, I would say, is if there's not a safe place to talk about lack of character, it's hard to grow it and develop into a good track record, if that makes sense. Hmm. Interesting. So anyway. Yeah. Good answer. So the five things... To heal from broken trust, according to Dr. Cloud, understanding, motive, ability, character, and track record. You get all those five, you get your entire team and all their jobs pulling in that direction, you're going to have a very successful organization. Well, and just to be clear also, when you're establishing a new team, so this isn't just to heal broken trust, right? This is is what you should be thinking about Mm -hmm. for any relationship. Absolutely. New relationship. Or broken. Yeah, new trust, uh, new team. Right, or maybe you're launching, a, maybe you have an established team, but you're launching a new vision, right? Or you're launching, um, you're choosing to hire somebody maybe, um, or you know, any number of things business-wise. So I think great framework uh, for business. And next week in the podcast, we're going to talk about how Dr. Cloud's book, Trust, relates to our personal lives. Mm-hmm. And we would both, I would say, say is the better our personal lives are, the better our business lives are and vice versa. Oh, it, yes. They go hand in hand. Yeah. And so I guess that's a nice way of me saying, hey, how about a good track record? And next week you listen to the podcast again and we'll talk about trust in our personal lives. Sounds good. Excellent. <laughs> so in the meantime, whatever... Uh, Wherever you happen to listen to us, whatever podcast, YouTube, even TikTok, do us a favor. Hit the subscribe button Mm -hmm. because that way, hey, when we drop new content next week, it's going to come out on the personal, how understanding the personal aspect of trust, you in your personal life and business life is just going to rocket and jump. So do us a favor, hit that subscribe button. But in the meantime, between now and next week, uh, you can reach out to us at theconsultantofthecoach.com. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Sounds good.